Welcome to The Catholic Perspective, a podcast brought to you by rcspirituality.org. Enjoy the episode. After warning the Colossians about spiritual worldliness and encouraging them to walk in Christ, St. Paul changes gears a little bit. When warning about worldly vices, he used the verbs like put to death and put away. When encouraging Christian virtues, he used verbs like put on and do. As he continues sketching a portrait of what it means to be rooted in Christ and built upon him, he changes his verbs. He writes, And let the peace of Christ control your hearts, the peace into which you were also called in one body. And be thankful. Let the word of Christ dwell in you richly, as in all wisdom you teach and admonish one another, singing psalms, hymns, and spiritual songs with gratitude in your hearts to God. Notice how in each of those verses, St. Paul admonishes us to let something happen. Let the peace of Christ control your hearts, he writes, and let the word of Christ dwell in you richly. When people knock on our door, we have the option of keeping them out or letting them in. Keeping them out means doing nothing. It means continuing business as usual in the house. Letting them in means deciding to open the door, giving them permission to enter our personal space. This is what St. Paul is getting at here. We need to give Jesus permission to control our hearts with his peace and to dwell in us richly through his word. In this conference, we will look at a spiritual discipline used by Christians for centuries to open the doors of our hearts and minds to Christ's life-giving peace and redeeming word. It's called Lexio Divina, which is Latin for divine or sacred reading. The term has a long history. It first appears in written form in St. Benedict's Rule for Monks, written in the early 6th century. Rule number 48 begins like this. Idleness is the enemy of the soul. Therefore, the brothers should have specified periods for manual labor as well as for prayerful reading. Lexione Divina. In this way, prayerful reading of the Bible and of trustworthy commentaries on the Bible became a regular practice among monks and those who were educated by monks. At first, this Lexio Divina didn't have any particular method. It simply consisted in a slow, prayerful reading of the sacred scriptures. It could involve a certain amount of study, but the core of the devotion consisted in a reverential listening in the heart to the inspired Word of God. This form of reading was meant to be a prayer in which the follower of Christ could encounter the person of Christ through the sacred words of the Bible. In the earliest centuries of Christianity, the Bible was already considered a unique book, a book written by human authors but inspired by the Holy Spirit. The letter to the Hebrews describes this point of view with a memorable image. Indeed, the Word of God is living and effective, sharper than any two-edged sword, penetrating even between soul and spirit, joints and marrow, and able to discern reflections and thoughts of the heart. Reading the Bible prayerfully, therefore, was a way to open the door of one's heart to God's Word. 
one way to let the word of Christ dwell in you richly. The tradition continued through the centuries until a Carthusian monk named Guigo II formalized a particular method of Lexio Divina in a book he wrote in the late 1100s. The four steps of this method became the touchstone of Lexio Divina, as well as the inspiration for other methods of Christian meditation even up until modern times. With the growth of a more secular and scientific mindset, some modern scholars began questioning the sacred character of the Bible. This challenged the value of prayerful reading of the scriptures for a time, but with the Second Vatican Council and subsequent church teaching, Lexio Divina has made a comeback. Pope Benedict XVI, in an address he gave on the 40th anniversary of the Second Vatican Council's document on divine revelation, actually linked the revival of Lexio Divina to a new springtime for the Church. He said, I would like in particular to recall and recommend the ancient tradition of Lexio Divina. The diligent reading of sacred scripture accompanied by prayer brings about that intimate dialogue in which the person reading hears God who is speaking and in praying responds to him with trusting openness of heart. If it is effectively promoted, this practice will bring to the church, I am convinced of it, a new spiritual springtime. In a later address, he described vividly the heart of Lexio Divina. Among the many fruits of this biblical springtime, I would like to mention the spread of the ancient practice of Lexio Divina, or spiritual reading of sacred scripture. It consists in poring over a biblical text for some time, reading it and rereading it, as it were, ruminating on it, as the fathers say, and squeezing from it, so to speak, all its juice, so that it may nourish meditation and contemplation, and like water, succeed in irrigating life itself. Notice how Pope Benedict doesn't link the revival of Lexio Divina only to the monastic life. In fact, he doesn't even mention monks. This is no coincidence. Just a few years later, in 2008, Pope Benedict presided over a synod of bishops dedicated to reflecting on the role of the Bible in the life of the Church. In his post-synodal apostolic exhortation, Pope Benedict XVI once again praised the benefits of Lexio Divina, and this time he explicitly pointed out that these benefits are available to every Catholic, to all the faithful. He wrote, the documents produced before and during the Synod mentioned a number of methods for a faith-filled and fruitful approach to sacred scripture. Yet the greatest attention was paid to Lexio Divina, which is truly capable of opening up to the faithful the treasures of God's Word, but also of bringing about an encounter with Christ, the living Word of God. So whether you are a monk, a cloistered nun, a clergyman, or a layperson, Lexio Divina is a gift for you. It's a gift for all of us, a simple, powerful method for praying the scriptures, for engaging in Christian meditation, for opening the door and letting the word of Christ dwell in us richly. Let's briefly review the different steps of this method. Having glimpsed the long history of this practice, we can understand that throughout the centuries a wide variety of Lexio Divina styles have emerged. The primary style, however, 
remains the individual monastic method first given formal expression by the Carthusian monk Guigo II. The four steps of his method were actually explained by Pope Benedict in his exhortation. Let's take a look at each of them. The first step is simply to choose a passage from the Bible and read it. The Latin word for reading is lexio, and that's the name of this first step. Usually we choose a short passage, similar in length to the passages of Scripture proclaimed during Mass. In fact, the readings from Mass are an excellent choice for Lexio Divina. This Lexio step isn't like reading a blog or a news headline. The idea here is to read a passage slowly, reverently. You may want to read the passage out loud. You may want to read it two or three times. Let the sacred words resound in your mind, on your lips, and above all, in your heart. The reading of the text involves understanding its most basic, literal meaning, understanding, as Pope Benedict XVI puts it, what the biblical text says in itself. Sometimes commentaries or explanatory notes can be helpful in this stage, especially if we are not familiar with the geographical and cultural background of the different books in the Bible. The second step is referred to by the Latin word meditatio. We translate this as meditation. The Latin word comes from the verb meditari, which means to think over, to consider, or ponder. In this second step, then, we express our desire to understand what the biblical passage means, not just in general terms, but in personal terms. As Pope Benedict puts it, the meditation step consists in asking the question, what does the Bible say to us? Here is where we let the word of Christ into our hearts. Here is where we listen to this sacred living word of God and allow it to resonate, to challenge, to inspire, to speak to us in a personal way. Sometimes it helps to ask questions that can aid our reflection. What does this passage tell me about God? What does it tell me about myself? What does it tell me about how I should act? Some monastic traditions used the questions we associate with journalism long before journalism came into existence. Who is present in this passage? What are they doing? When did it happen and where? Why did events unfold as they did? Questions like these can uncover what God has to say to us personally as we dig deeper into the passage. Sometimes when we are engaged in this second step, we don't have to do much work at all. Sometimes one word or phrase will resound so powerfully in our mind or heart that we know very quickly what message God has for us. When our pondering of the sacred text has given us some kind of insight or moved us in some way, we are ready for the third step, oratio. This Latin word can be translated in various ways, all of which have the core meaning of speaking forth, of saying something. In this step of Lexio Divina, we respond to what we have heard from God's Word with our own words. We ask and answer the question, as Pope Benedict XVI puts it, what do we say to the Lord in response to His Word? We may find ourselves moved to ask God for something, either for ourselves or for others. We may find ourselves moved simply to praise God, or to thank Him, or to express sorrow for our sins. 
The important thing in this stage is to truly speak to the Lord from our own hearts, honestly, trusting that He really is listening. In this way, our relationship with God grows. Once we have responded to God's word with our own words, we are ready for the fourth step, contemplatio. In the first step, we read the passage. In the second step, we begin to reflect on its meaning. In the third step, we respond to what has touched our hearts. And in the fourth step, to use Pope Benedict's words, we take up as a gift from God his own way of seeing and judging reality and ask ourselves, what conversion of mind, heart, and life is the Lord asking of us? The contemplatio, then, is a step in which we let the intimate exchange we have experienced in the meditatio and oratio sink deeply into our souls. We let it resonate. We stay with the Lord in a spiritual embrace and enjoy the goodness that we have discovered through prayerfully digging into the sacred scriptures. The monks who initiated this form of Christian prayer lived a different lifestyle than most of us do. So we need to keep two other things in mind if we want to enrich our own spiritual lives with Lectio Divina. First, monastic life creates a habitual atmosphere of recollection and silence. As a result, when a monk sits down to begin a period of prayerful reading of the Bible, he can easily enter into the presence of the Lord and open his heart to hear what God wants to say. Most of us, however, live busy and noisy lives. When we begin a period of Lectio Divina, therefore, we usually have to take a couple minutes to quiet our souls and turn down the noise, maybe through praying a decade of the rosary or writing in a prayer journal or listening to a beautiful hymn. It can be hard for us to hear God speaking through the scriptures if we don't do this. Second, when the end of the Lectio Divina period comes for a monk, he knows exactly what the Lord is asking him to do because his daily life is governed by a strict and specific rule. Most of us, however, have to discern God's will moment by moment. And so, when we finish a period of prayerful reflection on the scriptures, it is a good idea to take a look forward and ask, still in the context of prayer, how we can apply to our daily life what God has shown us in our prayer. Here's how Pope Benedict describes this intentional conclusion of Lexio Divina. We do well also to remember that the process of Lexio Divina is not concluded until it arrives at action, axio, which moves the believer to make his or her life a gift for others in charity. A lot more could be said about this kind of mental prayer or Christian meditation, but at least now you have been introduced to or reminded of this time-tested method for opening the door to God's grace in our lives, for letting the Word of Christ dwell richly in our hearts and our minds. You have been listening to The Catholic Perspective, a resource from rcspirituality.org. Please visit our website and check out more great resources to help you pray, learn, grow, and go. Please join our team of digital missionaries by subscribing at rcspirituality.org.